the theme of renewal or renewing. So what comes to mind with that topic? I gave you a clue, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Renewing of your mind. Romans 12, very familiar verses to us, of course. We're going to focus in on that one idea about being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans 12. Actually, let's back up just in the end of chapter 11, because Trent read these verses on Sunday, I believe. And it's a nice uh, running in part here. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And then Paul continues. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Renewing of our minds is transformative. It is the... uh Of course, Romans is the great treatise of the gospel. We know that. And uh, this is the start where Paul lays out the uh, application uh, of the gospel by the uh, plea, by his beseeching that we would give of ourselves, present our bodies, present our persons as living sacrifices but the proper way to do that the manner and the method of doing that is found in verse two of course it's to not be conformed to this world not be governed by the fashion of this world as it's sometimes referred to but to be transformed and that is the same greek word interestingly enough as transfigured as the Lord upon the mountain. And it, that is accomplished by the renewing of our minds. Uh, this is not the re- recreation of our minds, as it might be said. We are, once we become believers, we of course are new creatures. All things have become new. We are given in that aspect a new mind. But as we go on in our walk, we find that it's necessary that our new minds be renewed. And so that is what uh, Paul is teaching us and admonishing us. Now, this is a uh, that that our minds would, in fact, be renewed. 
this is a work of the Holy Spirit. We know that from uh, Titus 3.5, for instance, where uh, another renewal verse that uh, in verse 4, chapter 3 in Titus, Paul writes, when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Our minds were indeed changed when we accepted the gospel and they were changed by our acceptance of the gospel we uh, obtain a new mind so here of course sanctification is in view another renewal verse ephesians chapter 4 we see that this aspect of our being renewed here in the spirit of your mind uh ephesians 4 verses uh well 20 But you have not so learned Christ, comparing us to those who walked in the futility of their mind in verse 17. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So here the aspect of the renewing of our mind is put in terms of putting off the old man and putting on the new, putting our new mind into operation. So. I understand we're supposed to have illustrations. So I have an illustration. Some of you may remember that not too long ago, we had a bit of wind and rain come by. In fact, a couple of occasions, actually, recently, that caused uh, a lot of uh, damage and flooding and not pleasant things. Well, one of those things was that... uh, it happened to uh, our house was that uh, we discovered that the uh, inside of one of our walls, both the first and second story of one of our walls, was uh, rotten on the inside. The outside looked pretty good. The siding, to me, looked like it was perfectly fine. Turned out that it wasn't quite installed properly, though those many 30 years ago. And so uh, over the course of time, water had leaked in and there was uh, what tends to happen when water is applied to, to wood, uh, it rots. And so this had been rotting for quite some time. It looked great on the outside, but falling apart on the inside. Well, fortunately, we had Russ Harris and two of his mighty men of valor show up and rescue rescue our house from uh, that peril. Uh, but the illustration I was thinking of was that it had the uh, the wall there had to be uh, restored. It had to be renewed. It had to be repaired or reconstructed. And uh, in fact. 
Strong's uses that term reconstructed in defining this word renewal. So uh, things can look pretty good on the outside. We can be, uh, you know, doing, doing and saying a lot of nice things. But if our mind is not being renewed, if it's not being taken care of, if we're not, as Peter puts it, girding up the loins of our minds, then uh, we'll find out uh, eventually that uh, that will have an effect on our entire being as the rottenness had an effect on our field, the problem. And so it is, of course, in our lives that when, you know, we can cruise along and when things seem to be going pretty good, we're not necessarily thinking about our thinking, thinking about our thoughts or having thoughts about our thinking because everything is kind of smooth, right? You know, everything's fine. Uh, but then a time comes when we indeed have to demonstrate that we're willing to put ourselves, uh, give of ourselves, put ourselves on the altar, as sometimes it's said, that we have to present ourselves as living sacrifices. And if our minds are not being renewed, then we might find ourselves not able to hold up to those troubles in life. So um, I've got my notes, but they're very tiny scribblings here. So you'll have to forgive me as I figure out. Oh, yes. I have a comment on. Yes, sure. Uh, While we're taking chapter, a break. Chapter one, in, um, in Romans, Romans one. Romans one. Yes, sir. It's something called Atsumora. Why I say that is that to be sacrificed to the dead, all right? Right. When you, when you say Right. So if somebody else come inside here, not like us, said you read a portion and didn't hear it properly, that's my fault, okay? So you did, you did, I like, I like what you did. You hear it real, real, okay. you know. Well, we're living sacrifices, yeah. right? You know, I mean, we were dead in trespasses and sins, but now we're made alive without that transition, without that, without our being transformed in that way initially, we would be dead. We have to explain it. Yeah. Very good. Very good, Junior. Okay. Well, Jonathan was anticipating some type of alliteration. So why not? All right. Can't disappoint the man. So think about the concepts that we have and that we talk about often that are rewards. Uh, and they are rewarding, of course, but, uh, like redemption, restoration, or re- restoration. <laughs> We're going to stretch it a little bit. Reconciliation, regeneration. And so when we find ourselves in that position of uh, perhaps not having, not thinking the way we ought to think, not thinking of the way we should think, not having the mind of Christ as we're exhorted to do, we need to recall those three words because they tell us about all that we have in Christ. We have redemption through the purchase of his blood. We have reconciliation and they have been given the ministry of reconciliation. 
we have we are a new uh, creation we are in that aspect a recreation and these are things interestingly enough that we do remember as we come together every week of course it's the reason that the lord had us to remember him in the particular way that we do because all of those concepts uh, come together as we think about and recall what he has done for us. So sometimes we may feel like that our thoughts are clouded by the circumstances of this life, and we may find ourselves focusing on the darkness that's around us rather than uh, concentrating on being the lights that we are exhorted to be. So rather than uh, be troubled by those things, we should recall all that we have in Christ. We should have our mind renewed by those things and turn our feelings of trouble into expressions of thanksgiving and turn any thoughts of despair that we might have from time to time into rejoicing. So one final verse, as we have considered briefly thinking about our, our thoughts, because they are, after all, what will control our actions. Philippians chapter 4, as we also think about rejoicing, where Paul encourages us in verse 4 to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he says, rejoice. And then as we go through this chapter, He tells us in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate or think or have your mind renewed by these things. May it be so for us that we allow the Holy Spirit indeed to renew our minds and that we cooperate with him because it does take the cooperation, our cooperation with the Spirit in order to uh, allow that uh, transformative process to take place.